Spider-Man. This is 20 Questions Tuesday, the podcast where one guy asks another guy 20 questions. I'm David Reinstrom. And I'm David Burnell Brutman. Dave, what have you been reading lately? I read this thing about being afraid of whales. Like whale phobias. Like the fear that you might be swimming near a swimming in an open body of water and then a whale comes up and crushes you no like just the fear of like an existential fear of whales just like the fact that whales exist is scary uh because apparently whale phobias are experienced by like you know people who live in like Kansas, like or totally landlocked areas, people who will Weird. who will never have to see a whale unless they actively choose to go find a whale. I mean, it's a phobia, so it's you know by definition an irrational fear. I'm scared of sharks. Are you Is like that an irrational fear? Mm, okay, he, here's the thing: Are you viscerally scared of sharks? Like, if you see a shark. Does your nervous system start start shutting down? I mean, I've never seen a shark not behind glass in an aquarium. Do I get an anxiety response when I see an image of a shark? Yeah, like that. No. Okay, yeah, this is that. Unless that shark is depicted in fiction eating somebody. Then I get the normal anxiety response desired by the filmmaker. Oh, I don't get that. Oh, ugh, I don't like sharks. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I don't know why you would know this about me, but I tuck my feet in when I go to sleep. I make a little cocoon for my feet, because if I don't, I dream that my feet get chewed on by sharks. Wait, we must have talked about this. We've, I'm sure we have, actually. For the following reason, Mm. when I was little, I always had to wear socks to bed. Uh-huh. And I had to make sure that my feet were completely covered as well, in addition to the socks. Because Or what would happen? I thought that there were these like vampire guys who would kinda come out of the crack between the wall and the bed and like bite my feet off. Yep, foot goblins. They'll get you. Yeah, uh I think I just called them biters. Oh. And I was convinced that they were there. And to this day, I don't, I, I don't wear socks to bed, but I don't like having my feet out from under the, the covers. I don't dream anything bad, uh, and it just feels uncomfortable. So um, I guess we have weirdly parallel psychology. I can think of a lot of reasons to be freaked out and upset if I saw a whale. Like if I've got a tiny fishing punt and I'm like, I don't know. Or if you're on a beach with a beached whale and they've filled it full of dynamite. That would be so terrible. Why would they fill a beached whale with dynamite? To get rid of it. Oh, is that how you dispose of a beached whale? This is a real thing. Are you aware of this? They dynamited a whale corpse? Yeah, there was a beached whale somewhere on the West Coast. And it was too big. They didn't have any equipment to move it and they couldn't just let it rot there because it was a whale and it stunk like it just you know you could not go on the beach sure but they didn't have any equipment big enough to move it like there was no human machine that could push this whale back into the ocean sure that had been beached and died 
uh, and was being eaten by, you know, everything. So they're like, well, I guess we could just blow it up. And so they stuffed the whale full of explosives. And there's news footage of this. You can look it up online. Oh, no. And they blew up the whale. But, uh... <laughs> they blew it to Kingdom Chum. But they didn't really, because nobody had ever blown up a whale before, they didn't really know exactly what would happen. Here's what happened. The news crew, like, quite a ways away, got splattered with whale. Oh, no. They were, like, standing, you know, uh, the, the whale was sort of at the edge of the beach. This news crew was, I want to say, like, several, possibly several hundred yards away. And they've, they've got the reporter standing there, and he's like, okay, they're going to blow up the whale now. And then you see this giant puff of white smoke in the background. Oh, no. And then you hear the little sound of, like, <laughs> and he starts ducking, and the cameraman ducks out of the way, and they have to... They have to flee because they got covered with whale bits. Oh. So uh, they never did that again. That turned out to be a bad idea. How common is this? Uh, how common is this phobia? Not very. Um, so this Atlantic article says that around 19 million American adults are affected with specific phobias, and more than half of those are animal-related. Uh. So I, I guess that means it's somewhere around 10 million people who are scared of animals, but it doesn't say about whales specifically. Like I'm going to guess most of those people are not having a whale phobia. How many people do you think... What size facility, for example, <laughs> do you think we could fit... Like. Like, we, could the these amount people of don't American... need to be institutionalized, David. No, 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 that's not what I mean. I mean, like, the amount of people that are afraid of spiders, you could probably fit in, like, a baseball stadium, right? Probably, yeah. I think there's a lot of people who are afraid of spiders. You probably could fit all the Americans with whale phobias into one of the meeting rooms of the Morristown, New Jersey Public Library. So what you're saying is you could fit all of the people with whale phobias comfortably into a whale. <laughs> You're a bad man. I if there's anybody listening who has a whale phobia, I'm sorry. I apologize. Now I feel like a bad person. Yeah, that was a real unlucky roll of the dice. We made fun you of made, you, listener. We made fun of you and then we made your fear worse. Well, I did. It was mostly me. I don't think you're particularly culpable on this. Sorry, whale phobia people. Um, your phobia is weird, but whose isn't? Dave, if you're done making value judgments on other people's irrational fears, first of all, are you? Oh, God, no. Cool. Are you ready to play 20 Questions Tuesday? What about those people who are afraid of milk? <laughs> That's a thing? No, I just made that up. It's probably a thing. Well, There's got to be one person. Thing. Hold on. We're going to Google this. Phobia. Fear of milk. List of Adrian Monk's phobias. Oh, boy. <laughs> there we go. That's exactly what you expect to get when you Google fear of milk. Sure. Uh, yeah, there's a surprising number of results for this, like several million. So I huh. guess there's some people who are afraid of milk. Sorry, milk phobia people. I made fun of you even worse than the whale people. 
I didn't even think you were real. So you're ready? Oh yeah, I've made fun of everybody now. I'm ready. Cool. Let's go over the rules. Let's do it. Rule number one. I will think of a thing. Rule number two. David will ask only yes or no questions to narrow down the nature of that thing. Rule number three. If David exceeds 20 questions, the game, and reality as we know it, is over. No more than 20 questions are permitted. Rule number four. If David correctly guesses the thing in fewer than 20 questions, he wins the game, and we all get to live for another week. And rule number five. All right, none of this. None of this. And I definitely don't want to see any of this. Dave. Dave. Are you ready? I'm ready. Then you may ask your first question. Oh my goodness. Is it alive? No. Is it a robot? No. Is it furniture? No, it is not. Is it some sort of man-made object? Yes. Is it a tool? Uh, it's not a tool. Uh, is it uh, some kind of household object? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Do you interact with it every day? No. Okay. Uh, but it is something that is commonly found in a house. Less common now than it used to be. Mm, a rotary telephone. No. Uh, one of those telephones that doesn't even have a dial. You just pick up and you're like, hello, operator. No, not that. Connect me to 44 Klondike 5. 44 Klondike 5? Interchange Pennsylvania 65 poop ba doop Hello, is this J. Edgar Hoover? Yes, who? I want to buy some stocks and bonds. Nah, uh, okay. Uh, what kind of stocks and bonds would you like to buy, fella? Stupid ones. Say, you're not a communist, are you? <laughs> Wait, what? Well, just professional interest. Why would a communist want to buy stocks and bonds? This entire I'm... scenario has fallen apart. Wah! Click. Get me the White House. Ring, ring. Uh, hello? Uh, this is Franklin Delano Roosevelt. President Roosevelt, I have a message for you. Yeah? I'm sleeping with your wife. Oh. And I'm sleeping with you. Bah. Look under your covers, President. I have nothing to fear except, holy shit, there you are. Swoosh. Anyway, that's exactly how old telephones worked. Oh, okay. So... It's definitely not a phone. It's not a phone. Hmm. A really old computer. Nope. Okay. Uh, so it's something that was common, but mm -hmm. is less common now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not any sort of machine or tool or piece of furniture. No, but it is related to a machine or tool that is a piece of furniture. Wait, it's related to a machine that is also a piece of furniture. It is intimately connected with one, yes. So it's like the chair part of a massage chair. Sure, but it's not a it's not a it's not a piece of furniture you can sit in. It's a piece of furniture that you contemplate. Yeah. Like a vase. No. Um, is it a piece of furniture that you that you physically interact with at all? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you touch it with yes. your grubby little hands. You do. And God damn it, I just dusted that. Why are you putting your hands all over it after you ate that peanut butter and jelly sandwich? 
Why did I give you peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Why am I feeding you? Because I was peckish. You live on the street now, goodbye. Don't no. don't touch my credenza ever again. But credenza... That credenza was my best friend. Forget about the furniture thing. Okay, furniture... I've forgotten everything about furniture. I don't know what furniture is. I've never known what furniture is. Great. Okay, so it's a thing that is associated with some kind of machine that's mm-hmm. a household machine. Mm-hmm. So is it something that is used to complete a, a household chore at all? No. Okay. Uh, is it something for entertainment? Yes. Okay. Um, do you plug it in? Is it electric or electronic? It is, it- it is electric, yes. Mm, uh, but it's not like a TV or anything. It is not a television, no. Okay. Um, because it's something that's no longer super common. Correct. It's electric, it's for entertainment, and it's not super common anymore, but people still have them. Is it something that they're still manufacturing actively? Absolutely. Okay, so they're still making these. You can still go to the Best Buy and get one. Let me check. Buzz Marketing? Yeah, for sure you can get one of these at Best Buy. Okay, cool. Do they sell it at the Bed Bath & Beyond? (laughs) I don't know. I'm just going to start naming stores until we get an endorsement. Uh, yes. They totally do. I want those sweet Bed Bath & Beyond advertising dollars. They definitely sell it at Bed Bath & Beyond. Not the specific thing that I'm thinking of, which you are still pretty far from getting. Yeah, I gotta gotta get back on track here. (laughs) But something similar. Yes. Okay. Sure. So you plug it into the wall. Mm Mm-hmm. It does something. Does it light Mm -hmm. up? Does, if it lights up, it lights up incidentally. Okay. Uh, does it have motors? It has a motor. Okay. Um, That's is it no- mostly the reason it's electric. Right. Is it noisy? It is noisy. Is the noise obnoxious, or do you like the noise? Uh, depends on who you are. But no, you like the noise. The noise is the point of the thing. Okay. You want the noise. It's not motor noise, I should say. But it has a motor. Yes. And it's noisy. It makes noise, yes. But the motor doesn't make the noise. No. What the fuck does the motor do? Um, it moves the device. Does it have speakers? Yeah, it's connected to speakers. Is it a phonograph? It is. I'm not, I'm not thinking of a phonograph. I'm thinking of what goes on a turntable. Okay. So you're thinking of a record. I'm thinking of a record. You're thinking of a record. Okay, so what I have to figure out about this record is there's something on the record that I need to know? Like, visually? I mean, do I need to figure out what what the, what's it a recording of? Yes. Okay. It's a recording... You have to figure out what it is and what it does. Of the Yeti. Nope. Hmm. Definitely thought I had it. Uh, okay, so is it a music recording? It is a music recording. Uh, is it a music recording that exists in reality? No, mm. it does not. It's not real. Is it a music recording made by somebody 
who in reality exists but never made music no okay uh is it a recording that does not exist by an existing musician yes is this musician still alive yes um is this a popular music musician sure i wouldn't say that the genre this person operated within was pop okay well that's what i was asking this person did have singles that charted pretty well they had singles that charted but they were not a pop musician I wouldn't necessarily call them a pop act. Okay, I'm I'm using that in the very broad sense, though. Pop as opposed to like classical or art music. Ah, um, hmm. I can't answer that question without giving it away. Hmm. Okay. You know, in a way. <laughs> I think I may have done some damage to myself even even through <laughs> a fuscatory answer. <laughs> Stop it, Yoda. <laughs> so it's somebody who recorded in a weird genre is is it like a an atypical genre i mean we can say it's pop music if you want okay um okay so it's somebody who is still alive mm-hmm. uh who recorded music mm-hmm. uh at some point in the 20th century Correct. Because it's on a record. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is this somebody who was a, a musical artist in the second half, uh, who, who achieved their primary career success in the second half of the 20th century? Yes. Okay. Uh, somebody who was recording, uh, who, who achieved their peak success in the 50s? No. In the 1960s? No. In the 1970s? Uh, partially. In the 80s? Yeah. Okay. A mostly 80s recording artist? Not exclusively, but, uh... I mean, this this artist is still releasing music. Okay. Uh, they're still releasing music... They were working in the 70s, but they achieved their peak success in the 1980s. Correct. Huey Lewis and the News. Nope. Huey Lewis and the Blues. Nope. Huey Lewis and the Shoes. I really thought you were going to say Huey Lewis and the Jews. That's the next thing I was going to say. Damn it, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's not that either. Huey Lewis and Terry Crews. Nope. Okay, is it somebody whose work would be classified as New Wave? I would not say so, no. Hmm. A punk artist? No. Again, pop is closest. Pop is closest. So, like, dance music? Mm-mm. I mean, sure, some of it is dancey. Some of it is dancey. Dancey music from the 80s. Shit, is this Yacht Rock? It's not Yacht Rock. It's very far from Yacht Rock. Okay, good. I was worried there for a minute. I think I think I may have had the exact same reaction last time something <laughs> musical came up. Like, oh, fuck, David is thinking of Yacht Rock. But it wasn't Yacht Rock. Was no, it Yacht Rock last time? No, it's never been Yacht Rock. Hmm. I don't think it's ever been Yacht Rock yet. But, you know, we got time. 
doesn't mean it couldn't be. Uh, okay, is this primarily instrumental music? No. Okay, so it is music with vocals. Yes. Uh, is this recording artist an instrumentalist at all? This recording artist is a very skilled musician, yes. Okay, so a multi-instrumentalist. Multi-instrumentalist and And singer. Okay. And producer. And producer? That's free. Well, now we're making some real money. (laughs) What are you doing in here, old phone guy? (laughs) Sorry, I'll see myself out. That's right, you old fart. There's nowhere to buy stocks and or bonds here. We're communists. Uh, Is this a man or a woman? A woman. A lady. Would it be helpful... Would it be helpful to figure out her genre? I don't know. I think it might be more helpful to figure out where she's from. Okay. Then let's try that. Uh, Is she uh, an American? No. Uh, Is she... Uh, European. Yes. Um, uh, English? Yes. English. Is Kate Bush English? Yes, she is. Is it Kate Bush? It is Kate Bush. Man, I am, I, okay, I'm doing like one of the things where you have two fingers on either side of your temple and you're like rubbing in circles. Mm -hmm. That's how I got that. Nice. Okay. So Kate Bush has had 25 UK top 40 hit singles. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's interesting because she's kind of weird. Extremely weird. So uh, uh, Wikipedia has her listed under experimental pop. Uh, in my okay. iTunes, yeah. uh, In my iTunes, I have her categorized as art rock. Sure. I think both of those work. I mean, I don't know her. I don't know her work very extensively. Oh, she's one of my very favorites. I know she is. You've there, there's a cut. Okay, so with a few exceptions, I think all of the Kate Bush songs that I have are things that you have uh, you have sent me specifically oh. to listen to. Um, so yeah, I only know about her through you. She's amazing, and she also, after a certain point, produced all of her records herself. That's awesome. Yeah, she's really really cool i really like it when people who are overtly weird are very successful so it's a kate bush record that was never recorded but in this reality but exists in some other reality correct okay what else do i have to figure out about this record this record has mysterious properties Uh uh-oh is it magic yes does it turn you into a goat? It does not turn you into a goat. I assume that's the that's now the default uh, <laughs> the default magical property of any object <laughs> on this podcast. It turns you into a goat. You were not f- far wrong. Okay, does it turn you into something? Yeah. But not a goat. Not a goat. A different animal. Yeah. An ibex. <laughs> no. A dumb animal. I wouldn't call it a dumb animal. Is it a whale? No. Oh no, ah! the whales are back! Ah! You thought you were safe. <laughs> you thought you were safe after you got out of the intro. But no. There's nothing but whales in this podcast. Okay. 
So, uh, is it a mammal of some sort that it turns yes. you into? Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, is it a pig? It's not a pig. Okay. Is it a domesticated animal? No. Okay. So it's not a puppy. It's not a puppy. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, okay, so it's a wild mammal. Correct. Something that you would see in a zoo. Probably not. Oh, probably not. Uh, so a a more mundane wild mammal, like mm-hmm. a squirrel. Yeah, it's a squirrel. You are the winner. Oh my goodness. What was I thinking of, David? So, David, you were thinking of a Kate Bush album from an alternate reality, which has the magical property of it turns you into a squirrel. Well, when you listen to it. Oh, okay. You have to specifically you, listen to when the you record. Play, when you play the record, it turns the listener into a squirrel. Is the record about squirrels? No. Are squirrels mentioned at all on the record? Not once. Not once. There's not even like a picture of a squirrel on it, like no. hidden in the covers. No. Like, um, you know, there's all that stuff that's supposed to be hidden on the covers, Sergeant Pepper's. Like, there's a zombie version of Paul McCartney. <laughs> or really? A crystal skull. I don't. I didn't know any of this. Or like a garland of flowers in the shape of a phallus. H.R. Geiger peeking out from between Ringo Starr's legs. I don't believe you. None of these things are on the cover of that album. Well, I mean, you know, not the version you can buy anyway. So is it good, though? Is it? A, is the record good? Is the record any good? It's amazing. It's amazing. And we can never hear it. You can never hear it on vinyl. Hmm. They, they, they re-release it on CD? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That doesn't turn you into a Does the Okay, that was my next question. So CDs, what does the cassette do? Uh, nothing. It's only the limited pressing of vinyl that they did that turns you into a squirrel because Kate Bush specifically cast a spell on it. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Now it all comes together. That's perfectly logical. That's what I thought. Let's head over to the Scoratorium and see how you did. Uh. Let's do it. You can see I changed a couple things about the Scoratorium this week. Yeah, uh, I see you've added a turntable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can also see there's this progress meter, and it depicts a little man running up that hill. Is that a Kate Bush reference? That is a Kate Bush reference. See, I wouldn't know. You got this 20 Questions Tuesday challenge in whoa, 19.385 questions. What? Wow. Wait, which was the partial question? I don't even remember asking it. Uh, you said, what about, uh, and then you Oh, stopped. yes. You're right. I do remember that. Yeah. 385, huh? Yeah. Man, that was a close one. If I had finished that question, I don't know. Dead man. I don't know what would have happened. Um, you would have been crushed by a whale. Oh, no, the whales are back again. And that's how you play 20, 20 Questions Tuesday. If you like the show, please rate or review us on iTunes. Just search for 20 Questions Tuesday on the iTunes store and leave us some stars. For special bonus content and show notes, you can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash 20QuestionsTuesday. And follow us on Twitter at 20QuestionsTues. And you can keep up with everything we do at 20QuestionsTuesday.com. 
Our theme song is Blood Meridian by Curlew, licensed under Creative Commons 3.0 license. The music you heard under the show this week was by Latte Swing, also licensed under a CC license. If you want us to use your music, message us on Facebook or Tumblr. Up next, a Ken Burns documentary about zooming in on stationary images. I'm David Reinstrom. And I'm David Brunel Brutman. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>